Thank you for joining us for our Word of the Day. This morning as we're continuing through the Bible, we're going to take a look at the book of Esther. The book of Esther is a, a beautiful story of God's redemption and God's protection over His people. The story of the book of Esther occurs about 150 years before the stories of Ezra and Nehemiah. The nation of Israel is still in captivity. They're under Persian rule now. And the king uh, has a disagreement with his wife, Vashti. And because he's the king, he kicks her out of the palace. And now he needs a new queen. So he, he puts on basically a, a competition to find his favorite woman in the land that will be his new queen. And Esther is the one who wins this competition. Now, I'm not going to get into what the competition looked like and, and everything that she went through to be chosen by the king. I'll just say it, it's not as innocent as our Veggie Tales Christianity likes to make it. It's a, it's a terrible situation that Esther finds herself in. But God allows her to go through the pain she has to go through, the humiliation she has to go through, to put her in a position to use her for His honor and His glory. Interestingly enough, in the book of Esther, the name of God is never mentioned. Now, you see the movement of God. You see the hand of God. But you never hear the name of God. But Esther, through this, this competition, she becomes the queen. And one of the king's highest uh, officials, his top advisors, is offended because Esther's uncle, Mordecai, uh, doesn't bow down to him and offends him. And so he creates a plan to basically kill every Jewish person in the kingdom of Persia. And he presents this to the king, and the king goes along with it because that's what he does. And so they set this plan in motion to kill all the Jews in the nation. Mordecai finds out about this. He tells his niece Esther, who is the queen now. She's in a position of authority. Uh, now, the queen in those days wasn't like kind of we think king and queens, where she sat right by the king's side and she, she you know, influenced him and helped him. Uh, she was basically just one of the many concubines the king had, but he was her favorite. Uh, but there were several rules about how she could interact with the king. She could never come before the king without being invited. Her job was to stay in the palace and do her own thing and just be there for when the king wanted her and when the king called her to do whatever he wanted her to do, she could come to him. But she could never go to him on her own or talk to him on her own or really do anything on her own. So she's in a, a high position of esteem in the nation, but she doesn't have a lot of actual power. But Mordecai tells her uh, about what's going on, tells her that you know God placed her there for such a time as this to help, and asks her to go and present herself to the king and ask him to stop this plan because she's Jewish. Now the king doesn't know this. Uh, to the king, she's just a pretty little, pretty young girl. He doesn't know that, that Mordecai is her uncle. The, the official doesn't know that Mordecai is her uncle. And so she is going to go before the king, but it's dangerous. But look what she says in verse 15 of chapter 3. Then Esther begged them to return to Mordecai this answer. So Mordecai sent some, some women to her, some Jewish women, to let her know what was going on and what he needed her to do. First time she says, I can't do that. And Mordecai says, well, you're here for such time as this. So they go back. She says, go back to Mordecai and, and tell him this. 
Go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan, and fast ye for me, and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise, and so I will go unto the king, which is not according to the law, and if I perish, I perish. So Esther, she, she tells Mordecai, I understand the severity of the situation that our people are facing. I also understand the danger that I am putting myself in by going to the king and asking him to stop this plan, but I'll do it. I, I will do whatever is necessary for the salvation of the Jewish people. And if I die, I die. And to me, it's amazing how she is willing to lay down her life for the Jewish people. She didn't have to step up. She could have continued to uh, be the queen and not say anything. The plan would have gone out. All the Jews in the land would have been killed, except her. They didn't know she was a Jew. She could have hidden. There are still Jews in Jerusalem. There's still God's people scattered throughout the land that would have survived. So the nation wouldn't have been wiped out. But, you know, hundreds of thousands or maybe millions of people would have died if she'd have stayed silent. And she said, I am willing to give my life that people may be saved. That's, that's an incredible willingness. She reminds me of, of so many missionaries. I think of, of the missionaries who went down to, to South America and as soon as they landed, they, they were killed. Uh, immediately by the people they were coming to witness to and they knew they they knew there was a possibility there they were going to a tribe that had never heard the gospel had really never seen a white man and or a plane and they knew it was dangerous they actually took weapons with them but they vowed even if we're attacked even if they're trying to kill us we will not use our weapons against them because if we die we get to go to heaven if they die they're going to hell so they they fly in they give their lives willingly that these people may hear the gospel years later one of their wives went back and witnessed to these people the people that killed her husband and they accepted Christ their Savior beautiful story but he had a, these missionaries had a willingness to give their life for the gospel give their life that people would be saved. I, I wish, I pray that I would have that same willingness, that no matter what it costs me, no matter what I have to give up, I would be willing to give it up for the gospel. But also we see here, even before she says, if I die, I die, she goes to Mordecai and says, look, y'all fast and pray and I'm going to fast and pray. I'm going to give up food for three days to seek the face of God for the salvation of his people. It's, it really shows us what our heart should be for God. You know, she, she fasts and prays for three days. She tells God, Lord, I'm, I'm willing to die for you. She goes before the king. It's a beautiful story where God saves the people and turns the punishment over on his enemies. And, and God uses Esther in an incredible way to save the nation of Israel. But it was her willingness to go before God and fast and pray. It was her willingness to say, God, I'll give up anything that people may be saved. That's the heart we should have. There are thousands of people groups in our world, not just thousands of people, groups of people who have never heard the gospel. Who's fasting and praying for them? Think of the 
the Muslims in China. Over 2 million of them and 0.01% are believers. 0.01% have heard the gospel. Who's fasting and praying for the other 100, 100 and, and you know, I'm sorry, 1.999 million people in that area that have never heard the gospel? Who's praying for the people in our world who have no written word of God, who have never heard about God? Who's praying for the people who, who live in a society where if they're even able to hear the word of God, if someone were to give it to them, they could be prosecuted or killed for their faith in Jesus and giving the gospel? Who's fasting and praying that God would do something and send someone to give the gospel to them? And what are we willing to give up? Are we willing to give up our life now? God may call you to be a martyr for Him. He doesn't do that so much anymore. But God may call you to die for the cause. Are we willing to? God may call you to, to give up some, some, some food so you can fast and pray for me. God may ask you to give up some, some money to help send someone. God may ask you to say, God, I'm willing to lay down my, my entitlement. I'm willing to lay down, Lord, everything. I will be embarrassed for you. I will be humiliated for you. I will give myself that people can hear the gospel. I want the heart of Esther. And I pray that every single one of us want the heart of Esther where we say, God, I'll fast and pray for those that are lost. And God, I am willing to give anything you ask of me that people can hear the gospel and people can be saved. Thanks so much for joining us for our Word of the Day. Be back here Monday as we're continuing through the Bible, learn about what God has for us in the Word of God. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Hope you are in a house of the Lord this weekend. Find a local New Testament church to go to, to worship God. If you're a member of a church, be in your home church. Encourage your pastor. Encourage your church family. Be faithful to the house of God. This weekend, me and my family, uh, for the next week, we're going to be in Florida on vacation. So next week's Word of the Day, you'll see me, you'll see some, some ocean scenes. Uh, but we're going to be in Florida on Sunday, so we won't be in our home church. But we still, we found a church to go to down in Florida where we can go with the local group of believers and worship. We're still going to watch our church online, but there's nothing that replaces in-person worship. So find a church. If you're part of one, go to your church, worship, sing the praises of God with your local church family, and have a wonderful weekend. Have a blessed day.